All right. Hello, everyone. This is Sam. I'm your host, and this is my guest, Sister Jen. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Sister, for, for accepting the invitation, for being out here with us today. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. I, I thought of inviting you, Sister, um, because I, I think there's a lot of special qualities that you have that I, I believe um, can be really uh, beneficial to, to a lot of people who might be wanting to listen in on, on a deep conversation, on, on a conversation, period. You know, one of the things that um, I admire and really just stand out for me is, you know, a lot of times when you are married to someone who is a, almost like a public figure, at least here in our church, you know, I think PCJ is like PCJ. a, yeah, the famous PCJ, uh, he's, you know, he attracts a lot of attention, you know, he's a great preacher and does all these, you know, different things. Um, he's just, you know, a great speaker again, but what I, when I talk about you to other people, cause I have just FYI, I say what I love about sister Jen is that she doesn't, you know, take a backseat to anybody. She doesn't live in anybody's shadow. Uh, she has a word inside of her as well. And you've done it. You've proven it. You've, uh, preached on a Sunday night, you know, which it, that's special yeah, here. You know, they don't just put anybody, you know, to to get up there, you know, on a Sunday night. Um, and so, like, yeah, like, I just love that about you, that you're not afraid to, you know, be you, you know, and, again, not take a back seat to somebody. Yeah. You know? So I don't know how you do it. I don't know, like, where that comes from. Or um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get into it, I can. Yeah, no, please. Perfect, please, please, please. Segue. Um, so growing up, um, I only have one sister and, um, we're six years apart and growing up, there was a lot of, um, emphasis on me living a perfect life, mm. like being a perfect, I, it was almost my nature to be a perfectionist. Um, and when you live that kind of life, it's almost like you're going to do everything you can to please that person. Mm. So it's almost kind of like, let me take a step back and observe so that I can meet your expectations. But I realized in my adult life that that wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted to live. And it brought a lot of downsides to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think for a lot of young ladies, like I'm almost certain of it. They they look up look up to you. They look at you and like, wow, like how does Sister Jen do it? Again, I know if I notice it, if I see it, I know that there's got to be a lot of young uh, women here at our church, or even like older women. Really, like I think maybe even especially older women is like, man, like how does like Sister Jen do that? You know, to to be able to to get up there with such confidence and. Um, you know, just do it the same way as like PCJ does. Cause again, typically like, you know, like the men, like almost like overshadow, like, like their wife or whatever. I don't think it's on purpose, you know, but it's almost like society does that. Like it gives the man like a, a certain place, yeah. you know, but, uh, I just, I've never gotten that feeling like from you where you're just like, yeah, I'll just, you know, um, take a back seat or whatever. I, I just feel like you still are who you are, 
you know, and like you're not afraid to like, okay, yeah, I can get up there too and do it. So yeah, no, and I the biggest shout out goes to PCJ, yeah, like to my husband. Mm. Um, I love you, honey. <laughs> he he has always been the encourager in my life and the person to push me to take risks mm. from the moment that I met him to here we are 22 years later. Wow. Like he still continues to encourage me to take those risks. I love that. So I'll it's whether it's trying new foods, like I tried raw, raw oysters for the first time when we were dating to going um, on trips, hiking up mountains and mm. I think the biggest challenge that he's helped me overcome is to preach in Spanish. Wow. Because at the beginning, I don't know if y'all remember, but he was always my my translator. Right. Like I would preach in English and he would translate for me in Spanish and it wasn't until one time it, when pastor asked me to preach like on the adult side on a Sunday night and he's like, "You do you want to try it in Spanish? I think it's a good thing for you." And I was like, "You know what? Yeah. Like let me practice it." So wow. he translated the message for me in Spanish and I read it and practiced it. And even until right before I went him to preach, he's like, if you want me to go up there with you, like I got you, don't mm. be afraid, but take a, tr take the risk. Love it. Um, so he's my, he's my supporter. He's my encourager. Oh, for sure. And I think it's always, that's what's always like, almost like goals, right? I want to do like a little heart. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> goals because that's what you look for in like a, you know, someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with right is someone that's like your biggest fan yeah right that just believes in you more than anybody else does um and it sounds like that's what you know uh pcj is for you and i'm sure that you are for um him oh as well. yeah uh because I, i've seen or at least i've heard excuse me how you guys have challenged each other you know and say like you can get a master's degree or i think yeah. you guys both have like degrees right yeah I, yeah uh, he wanted to uh not to call him out or anything but mm. when when I was in high school, he wanted to stop um, with a bookkeeping certificate. And what love what love will do, man, in your life. My mm. dad said, you will not marry my daughter until both of you have a college education. Wow. So that if that wasn't motivation for him, like I just remember encouraging him like, hey, do it with me. Like I'm going to I'm a senior in high school. I'm going to start university next year do it with me like let's go together and we would like we would go to classes together we'd study together graduate wow. it together and then i pushed him to continue with his master's while um i was pregnant with angel let him have his time so while i was home with the kids and then he was my supporter then and we switched he's like it's your turn you go get your master's and i'm gonna mm. stay home with the kids mm. come on i mean like again like what more could you ask for right someone who like again like challenges you but also like believes in you and obviously sacrifices as well and yeah. says okay like i'm gonna stay home you know i'm gonna take care of the kids and um isn't afraid to um you know again sacrifice for the other person so that they could have like whether it's an education or like a position a job yeah. at work or whatever no, he's always encouraged me and he's always pushed me to take those risks like he knew he knows what's most important to me so he knew education was like a big part of my life to excel beyond what my parents were able to do. Like that was my goal to go further than what my what my mom and dad did, mm -hmm. which was graduate high school. And he pushed me to not just get the bachelor's, but get the master's. And then he pushed me to um, apply for assistant principal and like go towards goals that I, I wanted yeah. for myself. 
instead of just like you said sitting in the back and like just letting him take it yeah. and him excel like he's it's not a unequal marriage it's a we're together on this right and again i think that that's special and i think that's what we all want right we we want a, a relationship like that where like it's give and take and it's a hundred percent it's never like you know 50 percent or anything like that mm -hmm. like you come you come in all in that's the only way you can have a relationship right right you can't have any reservations no. you can't have anything where you're just like well you know we have a relationship up until here but it's yeah. any further like I, I can't let you into this part of my life yeah and i would actually disagree with you on it's 50 percent because if you're only giving 50 percent like where's the other 50 going Mm. so in a relationship like espe especially in a marriage it's a hundred percent right right like i give a hundred you give a hundred come on because I mean, that's what it that's what it takes like you can't just give 50 right exactly and and i th and i love that because um i think it's it's really easy to again to to think that maybe if if you just give somewhat whatever like that's enough or whatever but again it, it really does take a hundred percent yeah in order for you to to make a relationship like that work because relationships are complicated relationships are, are hard you yeah. know and you know i think sometimes what could happen uh, in relationships and is that you almost have like a competition mm -hmm. right and you almost want to excel more or like get your way more than they do or whatever and so right. you almost end up like competing against each other and it becomes destructive it does right and so it's just i think it's it's crazy how that works how that dynamic works but i think if if both of you give a hundred percent you know and again you sacrifice and you believe in each other i think you can have a successful marriage and yeah and like bringing the word into it um the marriage is a foundation based on god and if can you imagine if we only gave god 50 percent of of us mm. like would we want 50 percent of him only like no we'd we'd want everything of him and he wants everything of us so amen but it almost seems like a lot of times we do give like it yeah. not a hundred percent it's usually um for some people obviously less than others but you know yeah. who knows 20 30 percent a lot of people living the burger king way <laughs> want to customize and say well i'll give a little bit of this a little bit of that but yeah no but with god the only way to have a successful relationship with god is 100 percent. it is right yeah if if you don't give your all to god then you're always going to suffer whether right. it's like you resent god because you know you're not doing things that maybe you wanted to do or because it's taking away like some some of your time mm -hmm. um you know, your, your family might resent you for, for just certain things. Like you literally have to give yourself completely to God. And when you give yourself completely to God, um, then everything else like falls into place. It does. Absolutely. And, and it, if, if it doesn't, then that that's when you know that you're not doing God's will. You're doing your own will. Amen. Exactly. And, you know, how does that work? Right. Because how do you like give yourself 100 percent to God? but then not like neglect your family, not neglect your husband, you know, cause yeah. I, I know obviously that happens on occasions, you know, and I do believe that, that God still like he, 
he obviously loves like your family and he's not going to allow you to like veer off like Mm -hmm. and and not pay attention to them not like give them that the attention that they're they need like how do you like how do you do yeah so um for for those who don't know like both our boys are they're strong in the church with us so aaron 16 and then angels 11 when we first started in youth ministry angel wasn't even born like aaron was Mm -hmm. a newborn i have pictures where he's like four years old going to god fest with us back when we were um, youth pastors in in the valley and it was it it almost became their normal of what their life was they didn't know anything different but we never made it something negative Mm. Um, we always encouraged them to be a part of it and in the valley it was it was a lot smaller we were in a small church but once we moved over here to um to tcr I remember Aaron was about 11 years old and he asked, can I go to youth service? And typically we don't allow younger kids to come into youth Mm. service just because of the topics we discuss. But he had that desire in him to want something more. So we let him. And I mean, they're just super involved, like both boys. They're both in ministries. And it was finding that balance to where it's not... um, it's not something that's overpowering their life. Like all you're going to do is church. No, mm-hmm. like they still have, they're involved in sports. They, they have their personal lives. They play video games and stuff like that. They still do their thing, but, um, they've grown knowing that church is also something that's very important and not just church, but your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that we've just instilled in them, um, that they could continue with and just build on it. Yeah, I think that that's smart. Like, you know, a way not to neglect them is to to bring them to church, right? Mm-hmm. To have them here at church because yeah. they are very involved here. You guys are very involved here at church. And so um, obviously you guys get to see each other and interact with each other. Um, and I mean, like you said, it's not just church. It's the relationship with God, yeah. right? They have a relationship with yeah. God. And so that makes it all kind of like work together. You know, and then there's no like resentment. There's none of that other stuff where it's mm-hmm. just like, why aren't you paying attention to me? You know, like, yeah. Um, and I know you guys also like go on vacations and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend a lot of like we do time together. Like and we stuff. we know family's important. And for example, Thanksgiving, like we've already said, hey, that week is our week. We're gonna go see family. In the summer, we take our two weeks. Uh, we have a great person who takes over the the team. runs with it and um we know that when we get back church is always going to be there but it's important for family like we need to come together and not focus on anything else but each other yeah you know and i think that's great and i think it really shows you know that you know you guys um are together as one y'all work together uh like as a family like that it functions now who knows right like I'm not saying that this happens like to you, but every family like still like I'm sure argues or fights oh, or whatever. Definitely. Like, <laughs> oh, hundred percent. But yeah. behind the scenes or whatever. Uh, but I, I think it's special though when when you see a family, a whole family serving God. Definitely, you yeah. Know? And so that's always amazing to see. You know, um, I think right now Aaron, you know, is in the worship band. Yeah. Uh, Angel is in the fit team and Angel tries to fit into any ministry he can. <laughs> but yeah, he serves in fit. And he's great. I love Angel. He's uh 
he's such a joy. He really is. Like he'll come up to you and you know just brighten your day, just cheer you up, man. Crack a joke or whatever. He's he's really cool. Um, so shout out to Angel. <laughs> um, but um, so that's awesome, sister. Thank you for for sharing all that. Um, let me ask you. I always kind of like ask, you know, I guess people something personal about their yeah. life and and see if maybe we can dig into something like deeper and maybe give something yeah, get to, to know the, the real gen yeah get to know the real gen yeah like what, what what's going on with with you sister what uh what have you like learned in your life or what have you gone through that you feel like has really affected you or molded you and um, made you who you are so like i just mentioned i i was naturally a perfectionist mm-hmm. um i think i got my first b and it was like an 88 it was in oh, middle wow. school and I was just I had nothing like, but C's, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it w- I was devastated. Like, I didn't even know how to tell my mom because I was just so afraid because I was, like, literally a straight-A student involved in cheer and dance, and I went to ballet classes, and, I mean, it was just... My life was, like, a routine. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, I lied about my first detention, I got detention for talking in eighth grade, and I told my mom that I was, I don't know if she knows this, she's going to find out, but I told my mom that I had to stay after school and help the teacher decorate the Mm. classroom Um, because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Like, I was, that wasn't me. And honestly, that is the the worst that I ever did in school. Like, I never got a referral, never got suspended, anything like that. Um, But it was very tiring to live up to those expectations Mm. day after day after day. And then um, college hit and trying to keep up with college and working full time because I did like I worked during the day, went to night school and then getting married like and then having kids. Well, I had Aaron. I actually I was pregnant with Aaron when I graduated with my bachelor's. But there was so much that was piling on me that I didn't realize and it came to a point where I broke Mm. and the one thing that I learned um, in grad school was an analogy of my life was the coke bottle and everything that came piling in my life was a mentos to the point where I exploded Um, so I've said it before in preachings where I've suffered through anxiety and depression. Oh, wow. Um, like deep depression um, to the point where suicide was a thought in my mind wow. at some point. And it's not, um, it's not something that happened as a teen. So my heart breaks when I know that there's teens that are going through it because if you're already struggling that young in age, you got to get right with God and you got to build thick skin for what's to come later on in life because that's when true troubles start to sure. happen when you can't when you don't know how to pay your bills and your kids get well, sick. Well even then, even then when you're when you're younger like your mind's not really developed yet. Mm-hmm. So how do you battle with you know those kind of thoughts, you know those like I don't know if those are like spirits. I don't know if yeah, like no, it's a chemical imbalance that's happening in, in your mind, but those are thoughts are are very real mm-hmm. and they are um i don't know how like i i've like i've been depressed before i don't want to say that that i've never been depressed i don't know that i've ever 
contemplated suicide. I think this is very serious. I, I don't know. I think I've I've had maybe once or twice where I've just like thought about like I don't know if any of y'all have ever done this where you're just like, what would my family think? You know? Yeah. And like and start like almost like imagining it like okay like what would happen if like i died you know like my, my mom would be devastated my sister would be yeah. devastated i mean those are natural thoughts that I, I think a lot of people think that and they're not suicidal i think it's so just this like, is another level this is another level like mm. i'm not going to get into details because i don't want to provide a context of how mm. or a way out but what I will say is it's only by the grace of God that I'm still here for things that my mind contemplated and things that went into action. That's crazy, sister, because I mean, you just described and even without you describing all those things that, you know, you, you know, did really well in school, you know, and uh, probably never got in trouble with your mom, you know, just really lived a very like class A type of life, you know. For someone like that to have those kind of thoughts, you know, like, again, the, the way I've seen you, very successful marriage, not just successful marriage, but successful, like, um, career, successful, like, uh, school that you did, like, I mean, just success everywhere. Like, you just, like, how would someone like that, like, battle with something like that? Like, how, how does yeah. that even happen? De depression is, depression is real. A lot of people say it's not. A lot of people say it's a, it's all in your mind. Uh, depression is real, and it's the silent killer. Mm. Is essentially what it is, because it's easy to put on a front. It's easy to put on a face and come and smile and pretend like everything's fine. But um, I was actually listening to Martin's podcast, and he said, "You never know how far a, a smile or a hello will go, mm. because you you really don't know what somebody's going through, and it could be like." I talk to Sam five days out of the week probably because we're at church so often, but it could be that one day that I just ask you, hey, how's it going, Sam? Yeah. And you're going to break because all it took was for somebody to ask, how are you? Right. Um, and again, PCJ is the one that was my supporter through it all. Like He's the one that helped me through it, pulled me through it, um, it started at a, it actually started at a God, or back then it was Winterfest before it was Godfest. And we just had this conversation the other day in the media booth. It was, um, Reg, uh, Reggie Dabbs, mm. who was, right. who was preaching at that Winterfest. And he gave this analogy and showed a video of, um, Jesus coming for us, like coming to save us, like God sending his only son. And I know John 3.16 is one of the most used verses, but I think there's purpose behind it. Like for a father to send his one and only son to die for us. Amen. Like why would I try and take that? Right. Like who am I to try and take that life when somebody died for me? Right, exactly. Um, so it was at that point where I broke and um, like I rededicated my life to Christ. And for those of you listening, especially the young ones, when they tell you you're going to be okay, you will be okay. That's not to say that it's gone forever because that was this. It's been like a 12 year span, maybe. And in those 12 years, depression and anxiety continued to set in. Yeah. 
It's until you fully give your life to him and you fully just reject and oppress and say, you know what, Satan, you have nothing on me that he will let go. Yeah, I, I think it really is a spiritual warfare. It really is. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's hard to say, like, you know, like, just pray to God, because I think more people a lot of people here at church probably battle through depression mm-hmm. here and just are not honest about it because they're afraid to be judged and say, well, if you're battling through that, then you must not be spiritual. Yeah. You know, like, and so people aren't, they don't feel comfortable enough to, to talk about it, to, to seek counsel, to seek help because they feel like, you know, again, they're, they're just going to be marginalized and right. say like, Oh, what weak faith do you have? Like, yeah, you know, when, when they don't recognize that, that it's something bigger, something it deeper, mm-hmm. you know, that that they don't have a hold of. You know, I've seen that even pastors have, like, taken their own life, have had suicidal thoughts, and have actually, like, gone through with it. Why? Like, clearly these are men of God. But, like, when there is a, an evil spirit or a demonic spirit, like sometimes they can be stronger than you and and who knows like what, what are all the different things that you know contribute to it but in the end like i mean we're human and yeah. we're very vulnerable we are and and we need god's help we need god's help and not only god's help but other brothers and sisters as well to to get with us to, to protect us to help us because um you know we could very easily be like pray you know to to these these thoughts, these mm-hmm. things that come to, to our mind. And I've never, like I said, battled these things to that kind of level. Uh, I think I was depressed one time because a girl broke up with me <laughs> or whatever. But Hey, it's real. But not to that extent where, like, you know, I, I, like, think about, like, actual ways to do it. You know, like, okay, how would I do it? You know, what what would I use or whatever? I've never done that, but um, I know that, you know, people, people do suffer through that and have gone through those thoughts and ideas, which makes me like question here at church, you know, are we doing enough like to counsel? Is the church prepared to counsel these kids um, when they're having this? Cause you can't just, I don't want to say like, I don't want to put down the Bible or the, or, but you can't just give them a Bible verse. I think no. that there, there's gotta be more, right? Absolutely. Give them a Bible verse and hopefully like the, they can repeat it, you know, and pray and you pray with mm-hmm. them. But um, I think that there's got to be more like that. There's got to be almost like a, a relationship, some, somewhere, yeah, something to where they can, you know, come because, you know, maybe you cast out that evil spirit. But what if it comes back, mm-hmm. you know, and, and torments you the more it, it brings more? Yeah, because um, the, the, the goal of the enemy is to steal steal your soul from from God from our creator and they're going to find your weakest point and try and maneuver their way in there make you feel weak fall into whatever depression or anxiety um and bring you try and bring you back to the dark um i think the biggest thing that the youth need and i speak directly to the youth because that's where the highest suicide percentage rate is is to find a support system and to find i mean that's that's our goal like we have all these events we have all these outings and we have like fellowship 
but it's for you to find that group so if in the middle of the night you need somebody to call you have a variety of people to call from um and you have people who have maybe gone through the same thing to talk to about it yeah you, you never know unless you open up i had a conversation with another church member very close friend of mine and they were telling me how they too had battled through suicide and you would have never have guessed yeah uh, i think it's very real um i think those are all kind of like grouped together the the depression the anxiety anxiety like that one again i don't know that i've ever really felt it but just from talking to people and i always try to be very empathetic not just sympathetic because i don't just feel sorry for them mm-hmm. like i like i really want to myself in their position and say okay like you know what are they really feeling like i I can't just judge them just because you know i feel like they should be able to do better or be able to overcome it like like i need to know like like how they're really feeling and so you know i'll sit and i'll like try to listen to them talk about anxiety and and they say like it's not just something that you can just like take a pill you know that, that you can just you know like I don't know, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's not as easy as like people want to like, you know, make it out to mm-hmm. be and just dismiss it. Like, Oh, you should be fine. Like, just pray about it. You'll be okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's something that's like deeper and, and it's not just something that you fix overnight. Like, no. I don't know. No, you need to find, so anxiety stems from a root and you need to find where that root cause is. And until you can, if all you're doing is chopping at the, surface level Mm. to try and like put a band-aid on it or like you said take a pill like it's only going to mask it for so so long but the root will continue to flourish and it's going to continue to grow so until you find where that root is and you chop it at the root like you're not going to get rid of it so for you you said you thought it was like perfectionism like you you want to want to be perfect like i i had to come to a conclusion that my life is never going to be perfect and I have to stop trying to make it look that way. Or it looks pretty perfect, way. sister. No. <laughs> <laughs> it it no. looks like you guys have had it like down to the T, just how to, how to do a marriage and, and how to like, you know, be involved in church and have a ministry, have a relationship with God. Um, but I guess that's where like, um, and I appreciate you being honest and saying like, okay, no, well, I, I've battled through depression and you said it even like while in the ministry, yeah. like while going to, um, you said Winterfest, right? Yeah. Like, cause you know, it's, it's a real thing. It and is. just because you're saved, like it doesn't exempt you mm-hmm. from the attack of the enemy yeah. from those kind of like, uh, attacks. Cause you know, maybe they think that, you know, because you're, a a youth pastor because you're a pastor now like you don't get those same attacks but like i mean clearly like no i'm even most recent like this will tell you how recent it was um i spoke with leslie when leslie was still part of our team and we went out for for pizza um we'll go to gino's again leslie Mm. sometime soon uh, we went to Gino's to have some pizza and, and I talked to her about everything that my heart was heavy with. And uh, some of it was the youth, some of it was work related, some of it was family related, but I just unloaded everything that I had holding in on her. And the one thing that she told me was, I want you to listen to the song Defender. Mm. And Defender was just 
recently coming out like I hadn't even heard it and I got in my car and I looked it up and I listened to it and that song broke me and still continues to break me because he is our defender like yeah. he's already gone before us to fight that battle and he's already won that war we already know the outcome yeah. so why are we trying to relive it mm, that's good and I think you know you mentioned that song like the lyrics are the lyrics are special in that song um, but I also think you know the writer when they wrote that like they were in a very intimate place with God mm-hmm. you know and you know they it stemmed from something greater than just uh, themselves, like the person. Like, yeah. I think those kind of songs are the songs that, like, that God breathes into people, you know, and just puts it into their, like, soul. And yeah. so they they put pen into paper and they, and they, like, write it down or whatever. But, you know, when they're expressed, when they're sung now, like, it really comes across, like, you know, he's our defender. Like, someone that is, like, you know saw god or or felt god as their defender and now like we received it today and so that's what's so amazing about you know these you know worship songs that we get to to sing out to god to cry out to god and and that's why i appreciate you know our artists out there that you know share those those things because sometimes like you just mentioned you know, it's a song that brings us out of a, a situation yeah. like that. We just hear that. And so we're benefiting from mm-hmm. someone else's relationship with God. And I think that that's something to be said, but it's also something that we should like say like, okay, well, this is from their relationship. How can I, you know, use like my relationship, not only to benefit me, but to benefit others, Absolutely. you know, like share God to other people. Yeah. Like, this is, I forgot their band's name. What's that? What's the band's name from Defender? Is it? Um, mm. I can't remember. But it's that band. Julio can look it up. Yeah, Julio. What's the What's the band's name from Defender? We should know this. Like this I is know. Th- it's a popular band. Well, with that being said, I'll just do a cover up on that. It's not the artist, but it's the words that inspire you. Right. So, right. Ex- but ex- I still want to know who the artist is. <laughs> Right, but I mean, if people are wondering who it is, like they can look it up and say, like, "Oh, yeah." Um, I think, for the most part, our church already knows like the song, and they're probably like, shouting it and like, "Sam, you idiot!" No, not <laughs> idiot, but <laughs> but it's um. Uh, Emily Alonzo, she sings it. Emily Alonzo, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, she does do a good job in singing it. Upper, upper room, room, I knew Hawaii. that. Upper, I, I knew it was upper in room, Dallas. but yeah, I know they're local too, right? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, they they re- they have a few songs, man, uh, that just really hit home, and like, I love those songs when you just know like, whoever wrote this has an intimate relationship oh, with definitely. God. Definitely, they know? were definitely in their war room. Right, come on, like, yeah, th- this was inspired like from God. Like, th- this could not have come from anywhere else. Like, there's no way, because, like. I mean, there's there's a few songs that I listen to sometimes when I just want to get spiritual, you know. And I, again, I, this is me just benefiting from someone else's relationship with God, but like would just really break me, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, just floored. You don't know what they were going through when they wrote. Something had to have inspired them to write those words. Yeah. To write those lyrics. I mean, and there's some songs that like really like transcend, man. Like 
they're good when they come out and then they're good 10 years from now oh, as well mine is a uh, hundred billion times mm. I'm, I'm i'm a hillsong girl yeah. PC, you know pcj we we love hillsong but a hundred billion times that, that you want to see you. me ugly cry <laughs> like it's gonna be that one yeah that that's a good song i um uh, I like Hillsong a lot too. I don't know why I was late to the game, but I think I just four years ago or something like that, yeah. I started listening to them. But they have quite a few. They do. That just like, I'm like, man, like, 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 where? Like, how did they, like, you know, come up with this song? And like, it just sounds like they're just like pouring their heart out to God. It just sounds so like, authentic and real and i'm like yes you know um take it in which absolutely really pushes me and i'm like okay i can do more i can reach another level with this like spirit like spirituality mm -hmm. you know and um and i hope that like if you're listening that you do that and that it inspires you to want to do the same and and you know have again other people benefit from your relationship with god and maybe introduce them to to that spiritual realm you know where you just get in immersed in god's presence you know i think that's where the best things come in come from Absolutely. life is in god's presence yeah uh, and i i wish more youth would stay for a wednesday night worship practice mm. because on wednesday nights uh julio's a testament to this martin um there's been a few that have to have stayed for a Wednesday night practice and there's moments when the spirit just takes over and we're here till midnight sometimes. Mm. But it's, I mean, it, we're blessed to get a, a Sunday morning worship session with our reignite worship team. But if you stay for a Wednesday, it's a whole different, it's a whole different worship mm. session. It's, it's good. Yeah. I think it's because it's so intimate, right? It it's is. private. You Lights know? are off. There's no chairs. It's not, you're not putting on a show for an audience, but you're putting it on for that audience of one. Mm, amen. Come on. That audience of one. Yeah. And so you say that, right, sister, you're like, and I feel like as you're saying all these things, like the worship team's listening, like, nope, nope, nobody can come and stay because. They might. Right? They, might they might not want to perform. <laughs> Maybe but. you can like, you know, go and hide because like th they might not want an audience. Right. But I mean, yeah, I think if, you know, if you come and, and, you know, you're not like, I don't know. Like yeah. Like if you're not having side conversations and like if you are just, it's almost like a private concert is what it turns into. You just sit. There's been moments when I just shut my laptop. I'm like, you know what? I can't even work anymore. Mm. Like it's just, it's time to just worship. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm over here making an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> check with Joe and Aaron Joe's first. like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, who knows? Now nah, I'm sure they'll be fine with it. Uh, I think uh, this this church is always open. The doors are always Absolutely. open. And some people are, like, um, just hungry and thirsty. And, I mean, we're not going to shut the door on anybody. If, no. if you're needing, you know, something to fill you up, there's no better place to come than to church. And so um, doors are always open. So, yeah, yeah, receive that invitation. Come come out. and Come out on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Uh, but I, I want to like backtrack a little bit, sister, because yeah. I, I don't want to get away from that subject um, of depression, mm -hmm. anxiety, um, mental health, you know, because I think it's very important. I think more people than we know, like battle with it. 
And yeah. again, I love that you you said that you've battled with it because again, I think for most of us, we look at you and we see someone who's successful, right? Um, and I mean, I've seen it even with like athletes who like, you know, have come out and said that they've battled through like, um, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Kevin Love has been one of them who's been very vocal about it. Yeah, well, just w- recently Dak Prescott. That's right, Dak he Prescott also said it. that. Which, again, you would think is so weird because these people are, like, at the top of their game, you know, so successful. Like, I can understand, you know, for someone, like, I mean, I, I feel like I've been depressed a few times because I I don't see, like, I feel like I should be at a certain place by now. You know, there's certain things where I'm like, man, like, if I only had this or this, like, I, I would be happy, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's that says something because – you know, we, we always have this idea that if only we had this, I would be happy. But then these people are proof positive that that's not the case. Yeah. Like they, they have everything. Dak has everything like he could want. Maybe he doesn't have his ankle yet, but, you know, he has a <laughs> <laughs> he has everything else, you know. Uh, Kevin Love, you know, like the guy's like a model, too, you know, and stuff. And I'm sure has a hot girlfriend. And it's like, how can you have everything, right, that you want, all these possessions, accomplishments you know he even won a championship how can you have all these things and still battle through like like depression or whatever it is anxiety you know and and it just goes to show that you know when life gets real gets real you know and it doesn't respect celebrities it doesn't respect if you're a president if you're rich or poor like you know it you know just comes at you and and you have to have an answer for it you know And and I believe and I know you believe the same that that answer is Jesus, you know, and yeah. I don't want to sit here and preach. But, you know, again, you can see these people just not, you know, be able to satisfy it with fame or like mm-hmm. riches or glory or whatever. Like none of those things satisfy. No. Right. It's just um, the only thing that that I've found to be able to rescue me from situations when i've been in the lowest of my lows and again i don't know that i've ever had suicidal thoughts at least not deep ones um like i the only way that i've been able to to overcome those situations is through like coming to like god's feet and just like like crying out to him and just like okay i've tried it my way you know i've tried doing things my way and it just doesn't work and I'm frustrated and I, and I wish things were different, but they're not. And so, like, help me. And I feel like every time that I've done that, I've come out better, you know, and I've just come out different. And my perspective has changed. And and now I'm like, okay, like, you know, I think what, what, what happens for, to me is just, like, I have a, a whole new perspective when I come out of that. And I, I start thinking, I stop thinking about myself and I start thinking about God and what god wants to do it's like he changes my perspective in, in those moments yeah. and like i start realizing what's important and i started like not just realizing what's important but also you know how blessed i really am yeah that's that's the biggest thing and that's the there's two things that so i told you pcj was the one that biggest person to help me overcome physical person like god god first but physic- physically in my life, PCJ was the one that's always been there by my side and helped me to push through. But there's two things that he's always told me. And even to this day, when I tell him, like, 
hey, I'm starting to feel anxious. He'll remind me of those things. And one of them is um, there's things out of your control Mm. that you're never going to be able to take control of. Work on what is what work on what you can do. And the second thing is count your blessings. Look at how blessed your life is compared to someone else and be happy for that. Realize the good in your life instead of being outweighed by the negative. So those are the two things that I continuously have to hold on to in my life on a daily basis. Like I wake up and I realize I woke up today. I have a roof over my head and it's things that we take for granted, sadly. But I have a roof over my head. I have food on my table. I have clothes to put on. I have a job. My family's healthy. What more could I want? Um, and I, th- I honestly believe that there's two things that contribute. Um, I'm looking at the time, and I don't know how deep it's going to continue to go. Oh, but come on. There's two things that I, I believe are the biggest contributing factors to depression and anxiety. The main one is social media. Mm. Um, and the second is expectations. No, I would agree. Um, both of those, I think we can be get really extensive on, and I don't, I'm not afraid to. Um, yeah, expectations I think can crush you um, because a lot of times expectations are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they almost go hand in hand with like social media. Like, if you look at social media, people like uh, would put up a front yeah. and try to show you who they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and but yet everybody else almost like someone believes it like okay this person really does look like that this person really is always traveling all the time and you know has uh, the the best marriage in the world and you know he's so happy or whatever when again we don't know like what's on the other side but now we we have that like oh like i wish i was like that and we play this comparison game where it's just like i don't have this i don't have that and this person Mm -hmm. has this and so um yeah it crushes you it does i I I yeah, think one definitely. of the things that like that social media, like one of the evils of social media, there's a lot. And again, maybe we could cover some of them, but is that it makes you play this comparison game, you know, and it makes you look at, you know, what you don't have and what you wish you would have, you know, and, you know, I have this like phrase and if my friend's watching, he's going to love it to compare is to despair (laughs) he laughs when i (laughs) said that because it rhymes but it's so true like if you um any every time you compare yourself to somebody it really does bring despair whether it's like you're on the the bright side of it or on the downside of it because you don't have what they have or because you do have like what they have it's just like if, if you keep just reminding yourself of all the different things that you have and that they don't have like that's not a like no, it's, that's not good it's actually coveting right like it's, it's just it's it's not it's not good either way like you should never compare yourself you know to other people because again it's just it's just not good for you no it's, it's not, not it's not good for you either way and so yeah i think that's one of the like biggest evils of like social media is it makes you play this comparison game and we're just not designed to work that way i think as humans it's crazy because we're so similar like we we look a lot alike but then we're also very different you know like we think very different Mm -hmm. you know we uh, react to things very different and so like 
it's just impossible. You know, it's impossible. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that there's been studies that have been made. I know that there's been studies that have been made. Even like if you're a twin, like like oh, definitely. twins, like they look oh. exactly the same and be like very different. Yeah. You know, it sounded like you were going to say something. I no, hate I was, to take I was over. Think, no, I was just thinking about like um, Aaron and Angel, like they're not twins, but they're brothers. Right. And you look at baby pictures, like you look at Aaron and you look at Angel at the same age, they look exactly alike, yep. but you look at them now and they're completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what's crazy. Like um, you say that because again, like we're very similar, but still very different. You know, like it's, it's almost like a contrast, like um, there's a, a better word for it, but like, it's so crazy how um, you can be so similar to somebody or look very similar, mm -hmm. but still be very different again. And I mentioned like the, the example of the twins, you know, where like you can have like similar traits, but still be like very different from them. Think right. differently. You have different interests or you can have very similar interests, but yet still like, um, who knows, like something in your DNA might still be like very different, you know? So it's just a, it's a weird dynamic that we have as like human beings where we can be very similar, but still be like very different at the same time. Yeah. And uh, just going back to like the whole social media and like trying to live up to trying to be someone else. Like the Bible says God created us in his own image. Mm. So that is me. Like I am created in his image. I am going to replicate what I, what I see. Mm, that's good. It's not, I'm going to replicate Sam. Right. I'm going to replicate Julio. Like God made you in his image. So you are unique. You are right. your own person. I'm not going to put on a filter and try and be like someone mm. else or like that new, that term that we learned in the social dilemma. Um, what is it? Um, it's the Snapchat one. Snapchat dysmorphia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that where people are getting plastic surgery to permanently look like a filter. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy talk. But like, what happens when that filter becomes, like, obsolete? You're, you're stuck looking like that <laughs> forever. Yeah, like, uh, those filters, man, will, like, will fool you, man. That's messed up. That's wrong <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, you might think a girl's kind of cute, and like, oh, like, never mind. <laughs> you know, one of Next. my <laughs> seriously, one of my things, man, is like, uh, growing up, I like, I remember, like, there, there's always been like trends, like even before social media. There was this trend where like everybody started like dyeing their hair. They would dye their hair like blonde or brown or whatever. Uh, and then the, like the contacts one was a big one too. Like they would wear oh. contacts and change their eye color, and like. I was just like, I was just really never into any of those things. Um, not because I was like perfect or because I like thought I was better than anybody else. My biggest thing with not doing that and why I don't use filters, like I don't want to like get off too, too far, but why I don't use filters as much. Uh, you might look at some of my pictures that looks like a filter, <laughs> <laughs> but like my biggest thing with it is like, you know, I would hate for somebody to be like, you look a lot better in, in pictures like no. than you do in person. Like, like what, Thanks. you know, like I, that's, what's hard about like those things. Like, do you really want to present to be somebody you're not? Yeah. And then when somebody meets you, they're like, Oh, never mind. Like yeah. I'd rather than be like, never mind. Like before they get to know you <laughs> than then in person to look at you like, Oh, I thought you were different. Or No, I think the one thing I, 
I mean, just from a girl to a girl perspective, like the one thing I appreciate appreciate is the girls who have that natural beauty and aren't afraid mm-hmm. to embrace their natural beauty. So, like, you don't have to put on a ton of makeup. You don't have to do, like, you are you, you be unique. Mm, come Same on. with the guys. Like, yeah. Well, we don't have makeup and stuff, you know, so. You you rock that dad bod if you got <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I also think something about, like, like it's not just for that natural beauty, like that ugly beauty too, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're not pretty, <laughs> rock it too, man. Like it's just, you know, I, I, you know, I'm joking, right? But I'm also serious at the same no, time. Like, yeah. there, there's something about like people that have confidence, you know. Like even if you're not the most attractive person in the world, if you have confidence, <laughs> you know, it like raises your level of attractiveness. It really does. Like. It um, it it makes you more attractive if, yeah. if you're confident, and so like, if if you could just get to that place where you know you just believe in yourself, and man, sometimes it's not even like that. Like sometimes it's it's your personality, man. Like your a personality, Definitely. someone's personality can like raise their level. No, because I mean, think about when you get married. Like, you're not gonna wake up with your full blown makeup, your hair mm-hmm. done every single morning with like not stank breath like (laughs) you're gonna wake up like a normal person and you have to be okay with that like fall in love with yourself and be okay with that yeah i mean i think it's it's nice if you're really attractive and great for you um but for the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) for the rest of us like i think you know if we can just be confident if we can just you know really work on the things you said it earlier that we do have control over um mm-hmm. you know our personality like like those things can also like if we're like i'm gonna i'm gonna do a scale if we're a two <laughs> it could raise us to like a four you know or whatever and like, hey you're you're somewhere now like if you're a two you got no chance but if you're a four you know i think it you're getting somewhere you know so um yeah work on the things that you can control you know yeah. there's certain things that you there's can't control your control and just be okay with it yeah you can't change like your height you know no. you can't uh change your eye color no. I mean, you can wear contacts and stuff but, but it's just fake yeah like no. eventually you're gonna take them off you know and what are you gonna do if you know um and i, I know this happens because i know people with contacts like if you rip your contact you know and like you're not somewhere where you can just replace it real easy like like what are you gonna do then so like there's something to just being yourself being authentic um, and I think that that's one thing that social media, there's several evils from social media, but one of those is that, is that, um, it makes people want to like look, appear to be someone they're not. Absolutely. And well, like, you know, there's not, there shouldn't be that. We should be who we are. Yeah. Just be happy with you. Yeah. Like, I think that's going back to the anxiety and, and, and depression. Like I had to come to the understanding of that in my life. I'm good with who I am. I'm happy with it. And the most important thing is that my husband loves me. My kids are happy and I have a good relationship with God. What else could I ask for? Like that, that is enough for me. Amen. I think that, yeah, if you can come to that realization, you would go, you would get somewhere a lot further. You would go a lot further along in life. Um, But you have to, you know, find a way to come to that realization. So, um, yeah, sister, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is um this might be a good spot unless you have something no. some final thoughts, something else you wanted to share with 
with everyone else. Um, I think we covered uh, some things that I, I feel like were comical. I wasn't even planning to be comical. <laughs> no, not even. Uh, but it was kind of funny, and uh, definitely some some deep things in like talking about depression and anxiety. Um, those topics that I think, you know, we need to talk more more about those Absolutely. things. Absolutely, those are not taboo words. Mm-hmm. Like you can't keep them hidden. You can't keep them um away because they are real it happens it's it it is happening it um it's happening in the church and if our own if we can't save our own how can we go and save others Mm. so we need we need to take care of our flock first before we can venture out amen and um and we will be doing that and um i hope that uh again if you were like going through anything like that like that you would uh, come and uh, approach either Sister Jen, myself, or any one of the other leaders. You know, we'd be happy to, um, you know, talk to you and hopefully help you through those things. And man, I, I'm going to say like I don't judge. Uh, you know, again, I empathize with people, meaning I, I put myself in their place, and I know that there's real struggles. And I know Sister Jen and PCJ and the rest of the team are the same way. Like we're not going to judge you. Um, if anything, we want to be there and help you. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, again, if y'all need help, man, please don't um, hesitate to come and um, and talk to one of us. Uh, we want to be there. We want to help you. Um, yeah, so, hey, uh, this is it. Um, again, thank you for watching. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, again, we're on uh, podcast as well, the Apple podcast, uh, the uh, Spotify. So if you're listening anywhere there, like again, we're on YouTube as well come and watch us. Uh, we love doing these videos. We're going to keep doing these videos. Thank you, sister Jen, once again for, uh, thank you, Sam, for being here. And, uh, I know we're going to do this again. So, um, thanks for watching, man. We'll see you guys next time.